Hey everyone, welcome to the Coastal Podcast. I'm Pastor Lucas Granger and want to say thank you for listening in. May this podcast bring some light to your world today. Enjoy grace and peace. Praise God, it's good to be with you guys this morning and it's good to see everybody. Uh, I want to talk to you today about, uh, I believe I can, through scripture, I believe I can help you uh, to predict your future. Amen? Everybody's like, oh, they, I'm not a psychic. But uh, through God's Word, He can help us so that we can actually predict our future. And that's what we want to look at today. How many of you are excited about your future? Six people? Seven. You can be excited about your future. And that's what I hope today through the Scripture you'll be more excited about your future uh, today than when you came this morning. Um, I know a lot of times we think about our future... Um, there's other ways we can find out about our future, too. Uh, one is a psychic. Uh, crystal ball. I don't believe in any of those things. But I had a real close friend of mine one time, and uh, he was going through a hard time, and we were really, really close. But his wife had left him. And um, so he, just, he was just, man, he was just torn all apart. And uh, so he started drinking some strong Kool-Aid or something like that, and one night, and so he's watching TV, and he's just trying to get things off his mind. And uh, late at night, when he was watching the TV, that uh, uh, a psychic came on, and the lady told him, she said, uh, "Call this number, and I can give you your future." And he said, "I don't believe in all that." Well, as time went on, she kept coming on. So finally, he dialed the number, right? And uh, she told him, she said that um, she talked to him for a while, and he kept trying to get off the phone. But she said, "I'll tell you," she said, uh, "I see a lot of colors." He said, what? She said, I see a lot of colors. He said, what do you mean by that? She says, I don't know. I just see a lot of bright colors. And she said, and said another thing I remember she told me real good about was that I see a lot of money exchanging hands. A lot of money. And he said, really? She said, yeah. I said, okay. So anyways, that same night, I guess as time got a little bit later, he decided, I just need to get out and drive around. Nobody's out this time of night. And uh, drive around, clear my mind. And as he did, well, he got pulled by a highway patrolman. Yeah. And then another one, two or three police cars showed up. He said, oh, my God. And um, anyways, he ended up getting a DUI, which stands for driving under Kool-Aid. <laughs> and so he told me, he said, uh, after that happened, he, he said, you know what? That, that lady was right. She said, she told me I was going to see a lot of color. Boy, did I see color. The brightest lights I've ever seen in my life. I mean blue and red and yellow and and she was right about the money being exchanged too he said by the time i paid my attorneys and by the time i paid the, the fines and all that he said, i spent over five thousand dollars and he said and even worse after that he said that month when the telephone bill came in he said i owed that lady that told me all this almost four hundred dollars <laughs> but that's one way if you have your bibles today turn your bibles to uh, matthew uh, chapter 20 uh, verse 17. That was a true story, by the way. I put the wrong thing in the... <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to read. Matthew 20. Verse 17. So Jesus is going to predict his death. As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem... He took the twelve disciples aside privately 
And he told them what was going to happen. Listen, he said, we're going up to Jerusalem where the Son of Man will be betrayed to the leading priest and the teachers of the religious law. They will sentence him to die. Then they will hand him over to the Romans to be mocked, flogged with a whip, and crucified. But on the third day, he will be raised from the dead. Now, when Jesus was talking to his disciples about this, and I can put myself in their place, I don't really know if they believed him or if they didn't really understand what he was truly saying, but Jesus was already predicting his death so that they would understand. When you see this happen, you know that the Son of God is telling you what the future basically is getting ready to be because I am going to die, but I'm going to be raised back to life. And so, if you move on over to Matthew 27, let's look at 27 verse 45. 27 verse 45. So Jesus had just told them shortly of what was about to happen. And in 27 verse 45, Jesus said, So at noon, darkness fell across the whole land until 3 o'clock. At about three o'clock, Jesus, he's called out with a loud voice. Eli, Eli, Lima, Sepachani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders stood by and thought that he was calling for a prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge full of sour wine, vinegar, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. But the rest said, wait, let's see where." whether Elijah comes to save him. Then Jesus shouted out again, and he released the Spirit. At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn from top to the bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split apart, and the tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection, went into the holy city of Jerusalem, and appeared to many people. Hallelujah. I want to say that this was one of the most significant times that had ever happened in the land. That when Jesus, he gave up the ghost, and Jesus died, at that, at that moment, Jesus, when he died, he saved us of our sins. Amen. And another thing, a lot of people, we read these scriptures, but I, I was also excited about when he said that the graves of many, many people that have known the Lord, the graves had busted open and the people came out. People, that was actually the first resurrection. The first resurrection. You don't hear anybody, uh, much about it, but people that were in the grave that were dead, well, they came alive. Could you imagine seeing that if you had been there? Could you have, I mean, I would think there would be 10 more chapters on that, but there's not. But to see someone maybe that you knew that was dead and all of a sudden the grave just, you know, they came out of the grave and they walked in the city, but these people, now they're alive again. And so that's the power of Jesus. Hallelujah. So that excites me to know that that happened because guess what? It's going to happen again. Glory to God. If we let's turn our Bibles also to... Uh, Luke 24. Luke 24. 
Luke 24 and verse 36. And just, and just as they were telling about this, now remember now, this is Jesus had died. Now Jesus had actually, he had been to the Father, he came back and he had a glorified body. So now he said, and, uh, and just as they were telling about this, Jesus himself was suddenly standing there among them. He said, peace be with you, he said. But the whole group was startled and frightened, thinking they were seeing a ghost. I'm sure I would have too. And he asked me, he said, why are you frightened? He asked, why are your hearts filled with doubt? Look at my hands and look at my feet. You can see that it's really me. Touch me and make sure that I'm not a ghost. Because ghosts don't have bodies as you see that I do. As he spoke, he showed them his hands and his feet. They still stood there in disbelief, filled with joy and wonder. Then he asked them, do you have anything to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he ate it, and he watched, and as they watched him. So what I like about this is Jesus, he had a brand new glorified body, amen? And he had a body that was basically like ours, I mean, but a fleshly body. But it's a, he had a glorified body. One day we too are going to have a glorified body. Another thing I like about that, Jesus, he said, do you have any fish? My favorite food in this whole wide world is fish. You can ask my wife. She says, I'm tired of fish. I'm tired of shrimp. But could you imagine that? So when we get to heaven, we're not talking about just a spirit in heaven. We're going to, be, we're going to have a brand new body just as Jesus did one day. And that makes me happy, but your body's going to be where you're not going to have all the aches and pains, stiffness and swelling. You're going to have a perfect body. We're finally going to get one if we know the Lord. Amen. But so, Jesus, but they, see, they, did, they were in doubt even at that point. But see, they saw him looking at him, and he's like, hey, here I am. He said, you know, he said, see, see my hands and my feet? Because his hands and his feet still had the scars from the nails that they'd placed in them. So he gets to the point where now you see me, but it's like, you, you still don't believe? Why don't you believe? So when he shows them the scars in his hands and his feet, uh, they believe then. They believe then. And then he goes, give me something to eat. I know when I get to heaven, I believe me and Jesus are going to eat a lot of fish. I want to cook them for him. Amen? I want to serve him. But it excites me to know that I believe that. I know a lot of people believe that when you die, that, you know, you just, you go to sleep. And that your spirit just, I don't know, just maybe goes somewhere. But I'm going to tell you, when you die, the Bible says that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord when you're in Jesus. At that moment, I believe when we take our last breath, at that moment, your spirit will be with the Lord. And then one day, we'll have that glorified body to be together. I would love it that heaven is going to be a wonderful place so that, we're, like I said, it's just not spirits and uh, we're going to be all together. And I love that because it gives me hope because that gives me a future knowing this is going to be wonderful. It's truly going to be wonderful. Praise the Lord. So I know, it's, like I said, we all have a spirit and a body. Uh, one day our spirit is going to have an incorruptible body if we accept Jesus. 
we all will die. Amen? Ever since time, every human being in this world, I mean, unless you're here and you're still alive, has died. And it's going to be that way. So death used to bother me really, really bad. And I don't know if it's because when you get older, because I'm getting old, I guess. But it doesn't bother me as bad as it used to. Um, but because I know, I know the future of death. And I know that when I used to lay down at night and I used to pray and I said, Lord, said, uh, please don't let me die tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know if y'all ever done that. I want to live. You know, I had plans. I, had, I was trying to set my future where, you know, I want to see this. I want to be with these people. I don't want a family. But, you know, trying to set a future. But knowing where your future really is, it's important to know about your future. Have you made your future plans? But... If we will, let's look in 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians. We're talking about, I'm just trying to uh, just let you know and let you see how good it's going to be. And the, so we can be so excited knowing this is going to be so awesome. And Jesus has already gone and he's prepared a way for us. And, um, and we're going to 1 Corinthians. Now, we're not going to a funeral today. I know we see these scriptures a lot, but it should encourage us to, so that we can encourage one another. Amen? But uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, verse 35. So we're talking about the resurrected body. But someone may ask, how will the dead be raised? What kind of bodies will they have? What a foolish question. When you put a seed into the ground, it doesn't grow into a plant unless it dies first. And what you put in the ground... It's not the plant that you grow, but only a bare seed of wheat or whatever, whatever you are planting. Then God gives it a new body when he wants it to have. A different plant grows each kind of seed. Similarly, there are different kinds of flesh. One kind of humans, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. There are also bodies in the heavens and bodies on the earth. The glory of the heavenly body is different from the glory of the heavenly bodies. The sun has one kind of glory, while the moon and the stars each have another kind. And when the stars differ, the stars differ from one each other in their glory. It is the same way with the resurrection of the dead. Our heavenly bodies are planted into the ground when we die. But they will be raised to life forever. Our bodies are buried in the brokenness, but they will be raised in glory. They are buried in weakness, but they will be raised in strength. They are buried as a natural human bodies, but they will be raised as spiritual bodies. For just as there are natural bodies, there are also spiritual bodies. Hallelujah. So, thank God. Thank God. That's our future. Our future is to, now, like I said, I know that as long as I live and as long as, uh, as, as, long as I have the hope and believe, I'm encouraged knowing that, hey, the plan is a lot better than anything we've ever seen here before on this earth. 
I don't care what you have. I don't care who you are. I don't care of maybe how important you are. But your plan and what we're going to have when we get to heaven is a glorified body. Incorruptible means nobody can... You, it'll never rot. It'll never decay. You'll have a body uh, just like this, but your spirit will be like this. But see, your body will be a glorified body just like Jesus has now. See, Jesus with his uh, glorified body, he, he has his. Now it's our turn to receive ours one day. Hallelujah. And this, this uh, we'll be able to eat. I believe we'll be able to sleep. Uh, I believe we'll be able to do about everything we want to do. But it's going to be uh, so wonderful that, I don't know, it's going to be awesome. That's all I can say. It's really, truly going to be awesome. And uh, so your future is believing in Christ. Your future is living for Christ. And your future is believing and having the hope that everything we read about here today is true. And I believe it's true. I don't believe there's one thing in the Bible that is not true. And I believe that you read it, you plant it in your mind, you put it in your heart, and you trust God. Hallelujah. You have to trust Him. And I, so I thank God that we have His Word. And it's important for us to, to share His Word with others. You know, there are a lot of people today that are so depressed. And, um, and this, this world can be depressing. And I, I think that when we know that people are depressed, one, the best way you can encourage them is say, look, you might be going through something right now, but guess what? Hang in there. Hang in there. And let God raise you up and lift you up and, and encourage them that, hey, life may be tough, but life can only get better. And God's plan is it's only going to get better. So I'm encouraged with that. I truly am encouraged with that. Hallelujah. So we, are, we all have a wonderful future. And I thank God that he also made it so that, um, you know, we weren't just floating around in the spirit and just, I mean, it, but he, he said, look, I'm going to give you a, a hope and a future so that we're able to really, really, really enjoy eternity. And eternity is going to last forever and ever and ever. Some of you people are going to be stuck with the ones right beside you. So get, be happy about it. Be happy about it. I know uh, a lot of times it's like, you know, uh, it's, if the Lord has ever picked somebody out in your life and he wanted you to be good to them or pray for them or whatever, and you're like, God, no, please, not me. Not me. Uh, I was a friend of mine, a good friend of mine one time, we were kingfishing, where we kingfished the, um, the tournaments together. And we had done it for years, and he didn't know the Lord. And so, um, and I'd always talked to him about the Lord a little bit, but I never really probably talked to him like I should have talked to him, right? And he said, uh, he's always late when I pulled up to pick him up. And so, anyways, we had a two-day tournament, and he dropped me off one day. And then, so the next, that night, I came back, and uh, the Lord woke me up at like at 2 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, and the Lord said, uh, you need to tell, I'm going to tell you the guy's name. Y'all might know him. But anyways, the Lord said, you need to tell, I'm going to just say Johnny. Johnny, you need to tell Johnny about me today. And I said, okay, Lord. Uh, I will. I, I, I have been. I will. And the Lord woke me up again and said, you need to tell Johnny today about, about salvation. And I was like, Lord, okay. I'll tell him. And then, you know, I'm trying to get to sleep. It's going to be a long day. And then all of a sudden, the Lord wakes me back up. He says, are you going to tell Johnny today? And I'm like, 
Yes, Lord, I'll tell him. Please let me sleep. So I finally went to sleep. And when I pulled up, like I said, Johnny was always late. When I pulled up to Johnny's house that morning, Johnny was beating on the window of my truck. And I'm like, whoa, scared me. What are you doing? Uh, I'm ready. I said, but you're always late. He said, well, I'm ready. He gets in the truck, and I don't know, I guess the Lord has spoke to me when I was pulling down his driveway. And the Lord, you know what he said? The Lord said, are you going to tell Johnny today? And I'm like, yes, Lord. So when he gets in my truck, um, I, I, I was just torn up. And he looked at me and said, so it's dark, you know, just the lights from the truck. And he said, what's wrong? And I said, what do you mean, what's wrong? He said, no, tell me what's wrong. And I said, nothing's wrong, really, really. And he said, no, something's wrong. Tell me what's going on. And I said, really, nothing's wrong. He said, you better tell me right now. And I was like, you know, I was hoping to probably tell him a little bit later in the day, some other time. And, uh, and I, all of a sudden, I just began to cry. And he said, he said oh, my God, what is wrong? <laughs> so I just told him, I said, um, I told him the whole story, and he began to weep. And uh, we just, two full-grown men in, in the truck just sitting there crying and, and embraced one another. But you know what he told me? He said, thank you. Thank you. Because you know I needed it. And I, you know what I need to do. And the next thing he said was, do you think we're going to die today? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be honest, I was scared to get in the boat. <laughs> I really was, to be honest. I kept looking around, okay, God. <laughs> but it's important. God loves each and every one of you. You know, when he died for you, see, Jesus' future, the whole plan of Jesus' future was to come and live and die for you and me. That was his future plans. His whole future was to do just what he said he'd do. And then he encouraged us. I think he encouraged us where he would say, look, you know, we all have so much to look forward to. And there's so many things in this world that, uh, that hinder us and, and hold us back. There's so many things in this world that will, I, I don't know why, but we, we fight with the enemy. And um, if, if you don't know the Lord, and the Lord has been pulling and tugging on your heart, you know it. You feel His love. But it's a big fight. And I remember when I finally, when I accepted Christ, I was like, why did I run so hard? Why did I just keep saying, not now and not now and I'm not ready? Why did I do all this? I never could figure it out, but I was pulled back by the enemy. And then when I accepted Christ, it was like, you know, like my brakes were released. And then I just soared on. Amen. Because we all have a future. Every one of us have a future. And I'm asking you today. Have you thought about your future? Have you really studied your future? Is it important to you or are we just going to float around like my wife always, she'll tell me, she says, you're just floating around like a, like a lily pad. And I'm, what do you mean by that? Are we just floating around like we're on a lily pad? Or have we set and made plans for our future? Nobody in this whole place or in this world can set your future but you. It's all up to you. And that's a good thing, and it might be a bad thing. Amen? See, my mother and father, they, if they could have set my future, they would have. They tried. 
<laughs> and I should listen to them. But sometimes it would be good if somebody else could set our future for us. But they can't. You've got to do it yourself. See, when God, uh, God's kind of, he can be humorous in some ways and he can be uh, very, very serious, but I think it's, it's probably very, very serious. Um, he didn't give us a lot of choices. He knew that I couldn't handle it. I'm going to tell you because a lot of choices means A, B, C, or D, or multiple choice, whatever. God gives us uh, two choices. Just two. Accept me or reject me. Two choices. How hard, how hard is it? I know it can be tough. And I remember one time, and, or a long time ago, I was, when I was running from the Lord, I'd say, Lord, just, uh, just give me some more time, give me some more time, give me some more time. And then I knew that maybe I might not have any more time. Um, I thank God I was ready the day I told Johnny about Jesus. So I didn't know if we were going to make it to the, <laughs> come back from the ocean or not. But what's your future like? Have you set your destination Never set your destination. I don't know what time I got. I don't have a watch that works anymore. <laughs> but I do want you to know that Jesus loves you. I love you. And we're here for one another. And I'm excited about the plans that God has before us. And uh, if God has given us the, the time that God's given you on this earth, I would say tell somebody about Jesus. As, why can it be so hard for us to do that? If, if you just can't lead them to the Lord, tell them about what we talked about today. Tell them about what the plans God has for you with your beautiful, glorified body and, and heaven forever and ever. Just, just, why is it so hard for us to just tell people about the Lord? You know the hardest people there is to tell about the Lord? Your family, your closest friends, the people you love the most. Now, we don't mind sharing the gospel you know, strangers. Amen? But, I'm going to make a challenge for you. Tell your family. Tell your best friends. Hi, all you got to do is, if you'll open your mouth, watch what the Lord will say through you. You may not have to say anything. Jesus will probably say all of it for you. Just open your mouth. We all have a challenge this morning. <laughs> You're probably thinking, is the Lord going to wake me up at 2 o'clock and tell me to go talk to Johnny? <laughs> he might. He might. I love you. Do you love me? <laughs> when I say that, I love you, you're supposed to say I love you too. <laughs> it's kind of like amen, amen. <laughs> all right. I want to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a true story. I was at a meeting one time, and this uh, gentleman that was about 72 years old was retiring from a, a, a huge corporation that he worked for. And he had two secretaries, his two personal secretaries that had worked for him for years and years. And the next day was going to be his retirement party and his last day at work. So he 
he went well, that night the Lord woke him up after a horrible dream the dream he had was the two secretaries that he loved and had been with for years had been his secretary for years in the dream both of those ladies were in hell and they were in a lake of fire burning and he said that the flames were just just like melting the flesh off of them and he said that they were screaming the top of their voices screaming why why didn't you tell me about Jesus we worked for you for how many years and you never once told us why didn't you tell us they asked him. and he said that he had he couldn't even look at them but that morning when he went to work he said he showed up went in his office and he said when he did they both came in the same time that morning and they asked him they looked at him and said what is wrong with you and he just fell to his knees they said what's wrong what's wrong my god what's wrong and he told them about the dream that he had he, he said forgive me I'm sorry all these years that you guys have worked for me and I love you and I never told you about Jesus and Jesus is the way to heaven and the way to escape all eternal hell and he said I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry but after he told him what he saw he was on his knees with his eyes closed and he said that when he opened his eyes he heard them crying and both of them were on their knees and they said we want to accept this Jesus that you're talking about and he led them to Jesus let's pray you know the day a message was how you can predict your future as we're all sitting in our places this morning I'm asking you do you know your future do you know what your future is I tell you Jesus what I've told about how Jesus died he died for your sins this morning he died so that you could live and you could have a wonderful beautiful future his death made that way do you know today where you'll spend eternity do you know 100% today I know there are people in this place for whatever reason they just maybe haven't accepted Christ and you know that the Lord is pulling and tugging on your heart because he loves you so much and he wants you to accept him he wants to be your Lord he wants to give you 100% security that you'll be with him in heaven today if you're in this place and you've never accepted Christ and if you would like to say Jesus I want you to be a part of my life and forgive me my sins today would you be honest enough to lift your hand to the Lord and say Lord I want you Jesus Father I want you to come into my heart and save me my soul would you raise your hand to the Lord this morning and say Father I love you 
Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's here for you today. I promise you. Jesus loves you. He has made the future. He has set your future. God bless you. Anyone else? There be anyone else who say, I'm not going to let the devil keep me from my Savior. And say, I'd love to accept you, Jesus, today. Would there be another? Raise your hand high so I can see it, please. Lift your hand to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right. God bless you. Amen. Give it up. There's one person that gave their heart to Jesus today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God loves you. I do too. Well, we hope this podcast has blessed you. In case you didn't know, we are in the middle of renovating a brand new facility right here in Brunswick County, North Carolina. So listen, two things. Please take a moment and pray for us. Also, if you'd like to give to the ministry, sign on to the website at mycoastalchurch.com slash giving. Hey, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Grace and peace.